Hey everybody, my name is Josh Denhart and we are super grateful that you're here. This is the Lead Volunteers Podcast. We created this podcast with some very, very, very intentional things in mind. Number one, we desired for you, the ministry leader, to get a source of encouragement. We desire you, the ministry leader, to get some ideas, practical wisdom. But we also want to give you a good old kick in the pants and help you to get moving. So we want you to get inspired. We want you to get ideas. But we want you to put those ideas into practical use, right? So again, my name is Josh. This is the Lead Volunteers Podcast. I am joined by my buddy, Jeff. Jeff, introduce yourself. How's it going? I'm Jeff, standing over here, six foot six, loving life. I'm, I call myself the antagonist of the podcast, just poking at Josh and yeah. giving him the questions that nobody likes to answer. So that's yes. my fun job over here. And so today we're talking a little bit about productivity. Yeah, absolutely. So again, often we're talking Everything that we do kind of has its basis or its grounding with how can we be better leaders of volunteers. Well, today on the Lead Volunteers podcast, as Jeff has just mentioned, we're talking about productivity. Now, man, if there was ever a time for us to evaluate our productivity or to seek to find a special trick to get moving, good gracious, it would be now. Now, I do have an out-of-the-box and yet very simple trick that has been clinically proven to increase productivity. Jeff, it almost seems like I'm getting ready to say, you know, and for seventeen ninety five, you too. For three Five easy, easy pay- payments in nineteen ninety five. But this is a the, the trick that I'm gonna share is simple, it's easy, it's free, and I actually absolutely it works. But, but you know wait. what? There's more. But there's no, more. <laughs> but I do want to say that if, if there ever was a time, right, it's now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's no denying that the coronavirus has just put a weight on all of us in ministry. And so if, I can tell you if there were 10 to 15 different easy buttons I could put on my desk, I would <laughs> pay whatever installments that you need so I could slap them. And Absolutely. again, this might not be an easy button, but hopefully it's a trick that can help you out. And so let's jump right in. I'm excited to hear about this one because it's... Like you said, it's a little out of the box. It's it is. maybe not like a, a textbook you're going through nope, your college courses and it's like, oh, I've heard of this before. But it, it's something that I think, like you said, the science is there. The brain chemistry is. is there. Let's, it is. Let's dive in. All right. Well, I stumbled upon this fantastic idea and this strategy that not only works for me, but is also it's in keeping with sound brain research. Now, the brain is a very interesting thing. The brain is always seeking to solve problems and tasks. Now, have you, Jeff, ever had of what it's what they call an out of the blue moment? You're trying to think of something. It's on the tip of your tongue. Several minutes later, several hours later, pop, it, it, it bursts into your head. Have you ever had that happen, this out of the blue moment? I feel like it happens to me every other hour. Okay. <laughs> One of the most frustrating feelings in the world. Like you're sitting there, you're trying to think of, oh, what's that person's name? I met him last week. They shook my hand. I said it three times because that's what yeah, people they, say I'm supposed to. Yeah. That's how I'll remember it. And then all of a sudden, like, can't remember it in the moment. Three hours later, oh, Brian, and it pops in your head or the random word that I feel like on the podcast, I yeah. lose my tongue five times an episode where it's just like, oh, what's the word? It's right there. And then you're eating dinner with your wife and you're like, it Consistency. Was, that's it. I it can't. Why just a normal I think of that English, normal English word, word right? Handle it. So what's happening is when you can't remember something. Now listen very carefully. Make sure, listeners, that you hear this. When you can't remember something, and you're searching, your mind is actually combing through files that are inside your short and long-term memory. It is on a search and locate mission. Now listen. 
you may have stopped thinking about this consciously, but your subconscious mind is still very active and it is on a search and find mission. Here's the important thing. Your mind will not rest until it finds that piece of information. So Jeff, four hours later, do you realize that you have, you just, when you couldn't think of it in your conscious mind, it was like, meh, forget it. Move on to a different topic. Your subconscious mind was still burning calories in order to find and retrieve that piece of information. That, my friend, is powerful. Which maybe I should be more encouraged that I actually do have information up in my brain yes. if it's going to take four hours to comb through it. Because there's maybe a lot if, there. Maybe I've got a slow comber. I don't know. You, it's don't, hard. you don't have a it's slow hard to yeah, know. Okay, that's funny. But it really, it's fascinating. Brain, uh, maybe I'm just nerd out on this stuff. Yeah. But brain chemistry and psychological sciences and all this stuff, it, it's fascinating to me. Yes. Maybe some listeners are turning the podcast off at this point, like, oh, boring. But it, it's fascinating to think about this idea, the, the combing the subconscious. How does this relate to our productivity? Right, right. Well, uh, the same thing often happens when we set up a task or a problem in our minds, right? So something as simple as you're trying to figure out somebody's name, you can't think of it in the moment your subconscious is working. But you see, your mind is constantly seeking to find the most efficient way to solve problems. Now, if I woke up, if I wake up and the first thing on my morning to-do list is decide to create my task list, then now my mind is going to be engaged consciously and subconsciously. So let me review this again. I wake up, I slowly get my coffee, I come to my desk, and then I start scratching out my to-do list for the day. At that very moment, I have engaged my conscious and I have also engaged my subconscious mind. However, how can I accomplish these tasks efficiently? Well, as time passes, your brain tries to solve those problems too. However, if I start the night before and simply write down a short list of items that I want to accomplish the next day, my mind will actually begin to subconsciously solve those very problems in the most efficient way possible, literally as you sleep. Which seems like a magic trick. It like is it, a magic trick. It's just crazy how the brain works. Something as simple as doing a you're walking through your to-do list the night before. Yes. And how that engages your brain. What are what are could you tease out some of the benefits of planning this way and just how like why should I engage my mind in this way? Yeah. Okay, so Jeff, you know that I like to get a lot of stuff done and I actually get a lot of stuff done in mm -hmm. my life. There is okay, so one very 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 practical benefit is the amount of time that I could save or conversely the time that I would waste by coming to the office and now going, okay, now what in the world do I need to get, get done today? There's 15 minutes that you're spending right there at your desk, 20 minutes, trying to determine what you ought to put your hand to, mm -hmm. to where I'm ahead of the curve when I have my list already pounded out the night before and I walk in and I already have my, I, I'm already teed up and ready to work. Mm -hmm. Rather than you could engage your subconscious in the morning and then say your comer is just as slow as my subconscious and all of a sudden nine ten hours later nine o'clock oh, finally solved the problem from this morning okay like i'd rather not think about this now uh, uh, right mm -hmm. so i put my mind to work literally the night before mm -hmm. now i know that sounds crazy and but it may not be like a foolproof okay oh, if no. i if i think <laughs> how to get 20 more liters the night before and I, okay. I'll, I'll okay. wake up with the magic yeah, yeah, solution. Yeah. So, That's not so, what we're no, saying. No, 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 no. This, this is, 
no, this is not a, if you think it, it will come. No, <laughs> this is not wishful thinking. What I'm saying is, is that your brain is actually a far more powerful computer mechanism mm -hmm. than any of us are even remotely aware of. All I'm trying to do is to lean into the science and get my wheels turning without me thinking about it. Mm -hmm. it's, so, it it's profound. Mm -hmm. and, and my question is, I guess my biggest question when I was looking at this topic, all I could think of, because my personality, I'm someone who is constantly thinking. I've got seven different ideas running in seven different directions, pulling me every which way. And this is the demise of my sleep and all I, sorts of things. Jeff, I got to say, I resemble that remark. Mm -hmm. Keep going. And so is this going to make it so that you're just not able to put work down? Like got you it. go home and all you think about is work or your task for the next day because you engaged your mind before you were ready to work does that like the yeah. night before i don't want to be thinking about all of these tasks <laughs> the night before yeah you're like hey I, thanks for letting me never not think about exactly. work so how how do you train yourself to turn off got it it's, it's, so turn off your conscious before yes. bed like understood understood the night before so okay. you're not just wandering and thinking in incessantly mm -hmm. and obsessing and stewing very good so that's a good question it's a great point some people are different and mapping out tomorrow right before bed is going to do nothing but rev their mind up. I get that. You mentioned um, coming home and all you do is think about work. I get that too. Here's a strategy that I used to do to offload my tasks before I left the office. Now, granted, I work at home, so I have to make mm -hmm. some pretty hardline distinctions about when I'm on and when I'm off. Yeah. However, when I you know, worked at an off-site place at the church, I would literally carve out 20 minutes before I was ready to head out to the door. And I would prep my list for tomorrow. And then that was the physical routine by which I then left it all behind. I did not, when I worked at the church, do it right before I went to bed. Not going to be my jam. What I did is I had an ending time and then I backpedaled 20 minutes before and cranked out what I was going to do the next day. It mm -hmm. doesn't have, by the way, for some people, that's going to be the kiss of death. They're like, you're crazy. I'm not, I'm not revving up and gearing up my mind right before I go to bed. That is, that is like a recipe for insomnia. I totally get it. What I found was I actually could have an official ending routine before I left for the day. If I do this before bed and it causes me to like obsess about it for all, all night long, I'm probably going to try something different. Mm -hmm. So if, if bed doesn't, if doing it right before bed doesn't work for you, do it at 4.15 p.m. and then tie a bow on it and say, I'm done. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. and, and you feel like that worked pretty well for you? You were able to it, do that? It, it did. It did. And so because I knew what I was going to be heading into the next day, mm -hmm. and it wasn't this obscure unknown that could plague me and I needed. But the other thing, too, you said is, is that you at any point in time have seven things rolling around your head. Fundamentally understand. I think I have 49. <laughs> Literally, my mind is, on, is nonstop. I often will yank things from my mind and I write them down. And for me, that helps it not to just bounce around in the stratosphere of my mind. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it, it's good. I think writing it down actually does, it helps a lot for me too. But yeah, I asked that question because I feel like, I don't know, I maybe I'm the only one, but I imagine some people, are, they're still wrestling with like the turning on my already busy mind yes. scenario or like, how can I, maybe that worked for you. I don't know if that'll work for me. And In I've had that question many off. times. Because, yeah, I mean, the Bible says some leave 
leave tomorrow for tomorrow for today has enough worries of its own and i think all of us are like yeah today has plenty of worries <laughs> we got tons of worries to go around and so so how does this fit is what you're saying yeah again because it's out of the box it's not maybe natural it yes. feels like maybe this could be like if i was just listening and i didn't necessarily this didn't fit into my personality yes. i could be like oh it's just josh is a quirky guy he's got his own filing system picture of his yes. brain that works for him cool it, it, but it, I don't and know. that may be the case, okay? I, do, I don't think that is the case. Okay. But I, I just want to tease it out because I think this is... The, the, I think that what you're saying is is that you and a lot of other people, by the way, you're not the only person. I can think of a, a special family friend of ours that I shared this idea and they were like, you're crazy. <laughs> that would not work for me. So your pushback right now, I think is in keeping. I think you're reading the minds of some of the listeners. I understand that. But I have to say, some of you may say this wouldn't work for you. That you, you're going to be sitting up all night. You're going to write out your task list. You're going to go to bed. You're going to turn your mind on. You're going to be laying in bed trying to consciously solve these problems. That is your conscious mind, I understand. And I understand that could be a pitfall for some. However, I truly think that you could overcome that problem. Now, over time, you can train your mind to turn off. Now, let's say that you download these items of your brain. You put them on paper like we just talked about. And then you, you have an exercise. Now, this sounds dorky, but a lot of productivity experts, they talk about rituals and routines that you write it all down. You stand up and do three circles and do a jumping jack to physically put your hand out there and say, okay, the rest of these tasks are for tomorrow. I relinquish, relinquish responsibility of my conscious mind. Hear me out. I understand. That, that that sounds pie in the sky. But what I'm uh, what I'm saying is, is that you can have mental routines and rhythms that your body can squeeze into. Here's the deal. Once you set those tasks in motion, your subconscious will kick in later. Now, Jeff, I have to say, however, there are times that I, Josh, am unwinding or trying to wind down and my subconscious mind kicks and knocks loudly at the door of my conscious mind at 10.42 p.m. <laughs> as I'm laying in bed. Mm -hmm. I get it. This happens to me um, if I plan tomorrow, Jeff, or if I don't plan tomorrow. Hear mm -hmm. me out. My conscious mind engages about tomorrow, whether I plan it or whether I don't. Does that make sense to you? Mm -hmm. And again, another added benefit, because my mind does move a lot, another added benefit is that I don't have to spend the next 22 minutes tomorrow morning trying to figure out what in the world I'm supposed to do. At the very least, I have a jump start. Does mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, no, I, th I think that's good. And one thing I would like to maybe define for everyone listening to is what types of tasks does this apply to? Because maybe on a broad sense, this seems a little intimidating, like, okay, yes. I have to plan everything out. But it doesn't really seem necessary for something like check email. I need to engage my mind to check my email. That's, but what are, what are the things right. that this exercise is helpful for? Okay, so that's another great question. I use a planning journal from the Best Self Company. It's called the Best Self Journal. Now, I'm a, I'm a fan of it. I've researched a lot of these, and it's, it's one thing that allows me to map out my entire day. I look, here's my process. I look at my digital Google Calendar, and I write in appointments, calls that I have, and more. Now, here's the, here's the most important thing. This allows me to see my non-available times and my available times. I now have a visual on what tomorrow looks like. If, Jeff, I have an important task to do, I know it's gonna have to squeeze into my available times, regardless of how small those windows are. Now hear me out real quick. 
as to which items this applies to get my attention. It applies to all items at some level, but I do have some differentiations here. I have some things that I call big rocks and some things that I call operational items. Gotcha. The operational items and big rock items. Could you define those for us? Tell Absolutely. us more about those. Yes. So operational items are things that I need to do and attend to daily. Primarily, I think this is email, right? I have to do some of these things in my day, but there's also big rock items that are longer range projects, longer range items. Those typically require an intense part of myself focusing. Okay. While I may not schedule times to look at email, these items have to be done and they're usually done, however, on the fly and as needed. Fine. But it's where I have my available slots in a given day. The big picture, the big things, I try to get at least one big rock moved somehow, some way ahead every day. Listen, I am going to attend to email. I have to do that. I'm going to attend to a few phone calls. Now, Jeff, I'm going to be very transparent with you. I used to, with my best self journal, I used to have three really big audacious things that I was going to try to do. Guess what? I usually failed at those. So I have now pulled it back. I only try to move one big thing forward, even a couple of steps. So I'm always trying to move one big rock forward and the rest of those operational items I'm going to do in the margins. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that's good. What would you say to maybe a, an item that's in between? Got something it. that seems kind of operational, kind of big rock. Yes. Okay. Not so really sure where it fits. True. What would you say? On my desk right now, if we were recording this like a video thing, people would see that I have just picked up a stack of red envelopes and cards. Now, Jeff, I practice what I preach. We always talk about writing handwritten notes of thanks and encouragement on the Lead Volunteers podcast. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm holding them in my hand. Can you verify this? Yep. And they are predated. They are stamped. They are predated. I mean, pre-address labeled and stamped. They are ready to roll. Okay. So this is an ongoing operational thing, but it is a very big thing. Not necessarily a major task to move forward, but something far more intentional than email. So if here's the important part, if I set my subconscious loose on making sure that I write two to three cards tomorrow, my mind will set things in motion that will help me make this a reality in what I call my micro downtimes. Gotcha. So handwritten cards to leaders and people, it's, it's important and rises above email, but maybe it's not yeah, the big and looming Yes. as, say, like preparing for a sermon that you have to preach. So when do you, yeah, when do you do these things? Okay, very good. I do these things, these, I'm going to call them, like, what did I say? Um, what we're calling the middle things, right? Sure. It's not in operational. Between, yeah. yeah, okay. I do these things in the margins. Now, listen, Jeff, I work very hard. And there are different types of tasks and types of intensity with the work that I do. I can and do take breaks from ultra deep thought and mental intensity of writing a future course that I'm in the throes of writing right now. I have to take a mental brain break. Sometimes I go for a five minute walk. My wife will be like, what are you doing? I'm taking a break from thinking so hard. Very good. But as I come back, Jeff, I might pick up one of these cards and do a handwritten short note to someone. Number one, it's less taxing. Number two, it is quite emotionally rewarding. Okay, I'm sure that that makes sense. So there's something important and yet it's not urgent. These, these notes are very important, but they are not urgent. And we need to do the good work of encouraging and pouring into our volunteers and leaders. We talk 
all the time on this podcast about personalized communication, handwritten notes, personalized phone calls, doing the little things that end up being the big things. If we set our mind on a task of connecting with people by the phone to people tomorrow, your brain is likely going to hold you to that. It's a matter of intentionality, right? If we seek to set our subconscious in motion, it will hate to not fulfill on the task that we've given it. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it does. I guess I'm still wondering, or maybe we can repeat ourselves again, of what's the importance of doing this the night before rather than just being on, well, it's just the first thing I do, and then I set my mind in motion for the day. Okay. So so here's here's what I would say. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw something kind of random out. Mm-hmm. I have all kinds of people that work for me in lots of different time zones and in lots of different spaces, okay? Mm-hmm. I have a guy, he's super good. His name is Jose. He lives in the Philippines and he is a dynamic web coder, okay? And my closing down for the nighttime between 9 and 10 p.m. is when he's getting up in the morning. So if I'm diligent, I will work at you know 2 p.m., 3 p.m., and I'll prep a bunch of stuff, and then I will fire it off to Jose at 9 p.m. He, he asks me a few questions. I answer a few questions. I go to sleep, and I am, I am completely checked out, and he is jamming out across the country. I wake up the next day, and there's a whole bunch of great work that he's completed for me. Mm-hmm. In the same way, I think of my subconscious mind in that same way. I can set my mind to go to work as if it is an offshore coder on the other side of the world, mm-hmm. and it's completing tasks for me as I am out of the pocket and snoozing hardcore and probably snoring. <laughs> Does mm-hmm. that make sense? No, that's good. I think that's a good image that helps. It, yeah, it helps put imagery to that for me. Now, do you have an example of when this practice of planning your day the night before came in handy and was helpful? <laughs> like, again, maybe the question is, how much does it really help? Like, is it worth kind of redoing how I schedule my day? Fair. Or is this, yeah, just like the random guru thought or does this prove to be beneficial over the long haul okay i think that's a great question and i have the reason that i started laughing is that this true story two days ago this completely saved me okay so actually saved my day just two days ago i mapped out what i was going to do the night before now i'm up usually every day about 5 15 a.m as normal i was reading the bible and i came across a verse in the bible that necessitated me writing it down for an upcoming course that i'm writing at this time it's about 6 30 a.m i stand up go to my desk computer i get on the computer and i, I all i want to do is quickly write down this idea for the upcoming course perfect I, I i went to look for where that was only one problem apparently i had not saved it it was not in word documents it was nowhere to be found in google It was gone. I'm telling you now, this was hours and hours of lost work, unsaved somehow, and lost a lot of details. Now, I was obviously super frustrated, and quite honestly, I was somewhat distraught. This entire document needed to be recreated. That is not a small thing. Fair? Yeah. I think we've all had that freak out moment before where something didn't get saved and we just hit the floor, gut punched. Absolutely. So here I was. Now I had a choice. I could scrap my well-laid plans and get sidetracked into solving a problem that had just cropped up or stick with what I had intended to accomplish. Here's the fact. I had set, I said this out loud. I remember I walked into my bedroom and I said out loud, okay, do you ever talk to yourself, Jeff? 
not in front of other people. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I said, Josh, you are fine. This sucks big time. You have to trust that writing it the second time will be better. But you do not need to do this now. Stick to the game plan. I literally said this out loud to myself. That's what I did. I did not allow this moment of emergency to hijack what I had established that I was going to do the night before. Mm-hmm. And you and you were able to... Put it out of my mind? Mm-hmm. Put yes. it out of your mind, and think about it, and it, then be it, able to get to I, it and later. I, and I got mm-hmm. back to it later. So there is my best self-journal right there. I could mm-hmm. go back in time. I could go back two days ago, and I could show you that I had certain plans. And then all of a sudden, I was in this sense of emotional freak out. And then it literally, I was torn now because I wanted to, that was an, by the way, do you realize that my subconscious mind was like, you got a lot of work to do. What are you going to do? You got to rewrite that. It's going to be hard. Mm -hmm. And so my subconscious mind was now like flaming and grabbing onto my conscious mind and saying, Hey, this is really stressing me out. A way to get this unstressed is to do it. But I suppressed that and decided to go with my well laid out plan mm-hmm. and I accomplished that. And then I ended up in fast form solving that other problem. Now here's the interesting thing that I hadn't even thought about. Do you realize that when I was when I stuck with my first plan, my subconscious was now like, gosh dang it, he had he's not gonna solve that. His conscious mind is on his plan. And then my subconscious mind in the background was cranking out how to solve my lost file. Hmm. So when I ended up getting to take care of my lost file, which I did, and I rewrote the whole thing, I did it like maybe 3 p.m. My mind had actually been working on solving and arranging some of the lost details Mm -hmm. for the last six hours. Do you follow that? Yeah. I mean, it's. I'll be honest, it's not super easy to follow (laughs) because back and forth, conscious, subconscious. But I, I think it's a really good example of how the subconscious mind works again when you're not working yes i think the most important thing is to think about my guy jose in the Mm -hmm. the philippines i task him with something i go to sleep and i'm physically not even in this realm Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm sleeping and yet work is happening that's the way i think about my Mm -hmm. subconscious mind a a couple just quick practical questions as we close out the podcast the first one how long does it take like before bed or if that doesn't work for you at the end of your work day How, yeah, just practically, what does it look like? Very good. Okay, so though the podcast listeners can't see this, Jeff, I want you to see that right there. Pick that guy Mm -hmm. up right there and read for us what it says. I think it says something about what's the the bottom part. What does it say? Okay, it says your evening ritual. Evening ritual. And then there's an action and a time estimation, how long it'll take. And then read all the one through eight. Number one, map tomorrow. Two, massage chair. We'll get to that in a minute. Eat food. Four, floss teeth. Five, put out breakfast. Okay. So this is my evening routine every single night. Map out tomorrow. I spend less than 10 minutes. That's it. Mm -hmm. I go to Google. I look it up. And I get an idea of where I need to go, what I need to write. And I transcribe from Google onto my physical calendar. Okay. And I put in one uno, number one, one big task that I want to move forward. Mm -hmm. It's a small but effective trick. So I map out tomorrow. Yes, by the way, remember when you stayed with our kids one time and you were like, shut up, you've got a massage chair. Yeah, the good the good kind. The one yeah. that wraps you all up and you feel like you were just at the spa for 
it's amazing. It's and yes, I saved for a long time for that. I, I also lay out my food for breakfast. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm doing things to make my tomorrow just a touch easier. It really does work for me. Again, it's the idea of having an offshore coder called mm-hmm. my subconscious mind. Yeah, and like you said, just under 10 minutes, I think it seems doable. Like, really, what would it hurt for us to try this, right? I think it's free. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Just give it give it like two weeks, mm-hmm. right? At church, it says, give us the three-week challenge. I'm going to say give this in the 21-day challenge, yeah, right? just give it a shot. I think, like you said, at the very least, it'll give us a starting point for the next day. Yes. And we can kind of tweak it for ourselves, however our minds work, so that maybe if right before bed doesn't work, fine, try right at the end of your work day or maybe it's even a lunch thing for you or yes you can you can find time to just help engage your subconscious in to helping you yeah, this be is kind more of a, productive for tomorrow this is kind of a heady topic isn't it it's it makes you think so if you're <laughs> driving on your way to work early in the morning or if you're I don't know. Half, running. Somebody's, somebody's running right mm-hmm. now. And they're like, what the heck? I'm going to run into a tree trying to follow all of what's going but on. But it's, it's, okay, bottom line is this. Every single one of us, every single one of us wants to fulfill on our calling. Mm-hmm. And our calling includes tasks and it includes people. I don't want to be so strung out that I don't make room for the right things and the important things. Hey, at the end of the day, we're grateful that you folks are here. We're grateful. We want you to be a productive person. Part of being productive truly is is investing in yourself. And one way that you could do that is by checking out leadvolunteers.com. It is a done-for-you, slam-dunk resource that would allow you to have an absolute action-oriented game plan for how you could recruit, train, and retain volunteers. Hey, listen, for 45 minutes a week, That's it. 45 minutes a week for six months. I guarantee you, your game would be changed as a pastor. Hey, listen, we're grateful that you're here. Go out there and engage your subconscious mind, and we'll see you back on the podcast next week.